Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. What up? You're listening to Almost Accurate. I'm Jake. I am. You've guessed it. It's right. <laughs> you like the energy of yeah, I, I did. I did love it because I was almost like, does he want me to make a guess right now? Or does he want the listeners to make a guess? Longtime listeners of this show be like, I wonder who that second voice is. I bet it's, is that Ryan this time? <laughs> You gotta keep them. You gotta keep them guessing, man. Because the moment they figure you out, then they're done with you. I, Everybody knows. That. It would be genuinely really funny if it, it, the whenever this podcast winds up wrapping up, and we're just like, yeah. <laughs> Turns out one of us has been doing both of the voices the entire time. Because I am a true psychopath. No one's seen us on video. That is true. I mean, sure, there's quote-unquote photos of us out there but that's easy it's easy enough to catfish someone right what if you're catfishing an entire audience <laughs> I mean, yeah and we're trying to get royalties out of it yeah exactly if you claimed you were doing royalties for two different people be like look at this range i can talk sound like a white guy and then a slightly different white guy that's that's the whole thing i'm up to over okay. here <laughs> Many people wish they had the same talent as us, or should I say, uh, oh, wow, yeah, exactly. Keep them guessing. <laughs> no one yes. will ever know which one of us is the real one and which one of us is the imposter. <laughs> and which one gave who Herbie's? <laughs> the answer, both. It's reciprocal. <laughs> and this, we have anal and penal herpes. <laughs> In this scenario, the herpes is going both directions. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tell them it zits. You know? yeah. That works every yeah. time. When you did sex ed, did they show up to your gym class and roll out the biggest projector you've ever seen and then show you like this really gross looking nutsack and be like, this is your future if you ever have sex? I mean, we were seeing dicks <laughs> left and right, man. It was dicks I didn't want to see. <laughs> I, I've shared this before. On there's, here, there's, but they took us into the gymnasium of Southeast Middle. You know, I, that's where you went to school. Same. Yeah, and they took us in the gym there, 
And over in the corner, there's an outdoor to get to, like, the outside. And there is, like, an American flag that was hanging up above they there. They asked me to we pull my the- pants down in front of the overhead projector. <laughs> yeah, they were like, so this is what a baby chick looks like. <laughs> but, yeah, I just looked at the American flag, and I just refused to look at the dicks after seeing counts- countless dicks. <laughs> I'm, what person in the right mind is going to show you those kinds of dicks? Yes. Yes. You know what? Just Is there a simulator that you can just make it kids feel like they've had it? <laughs> right, where they just give where you like a you... little shock or something and be like, this is what it's like when you got herpes every day. <laughs> or the sensation of burning when peeing, oh, you know? Some rough stuff. I Also, I like in this parallel where you were just like, saying the Pledge of Allegiance because you just didn't want to look at the um, <laughs> this gonorrhea-filled penis. What I do is, whenever I play uh, shows and stuff, I just stare at the back wall and even look at the audience. I mean, I try to. I try to be more conscious of it, but there was one time I was just watching TV while we were performing. <laughs> I didn't look over it. It was just like cartoon on TV. I was like, oh, okay, I'll keep looking over there. Yeah. You know, I did. I do remember the one interview for the German magazine you did where they quoted you as saying, you know, sometimes mid song, you'll just start talking about the angry beavers for some reason. And I always wondered what that was about. Um, I think we did do an interview with somebody from. (laughs) They were asking about if you were, it could be Norbert or Daggett, who would you be? No, I really did love that show. It's a great show. We've I went back <laughs> and I could watch it over and over. Another show that I've back find very fond is TBS or True TV. On Saturday, they play this show called Step by Step that I used to watch as a kid. It was just like a comedy, like family comedy, you know, white people comedy. And I thoroughly enjoyed that growing up. I, and then they had Earth right after it and i was like oh damn didn't like that as much but did enjoy the urkel maybe it was the episodes they were playing because it was not the new ones that i grew up with it was the older ones i used to love family matters when i was a kid it came on like uh what is it tgif tbs (laughs) or if that was like the thing they would do like america's funniest home videos oh yeah they had and whatever else I remember they had like the 3D night where like glasses and one was like Steve Urkel was a pirate <laughs> we grew up in the 90s in case you couldn't couldn't tell do you remember Steve Urkel's um, super cool yeah <laughs> his super cool alter ego yeah. that was his cousin wasn't it Stefan <laughs> well that's what he phrased it as but really he had a machine that would turn him into Stefan. These are the times that I grew up with Urkel. So Urkel was like funny, but then they made him more sciencey, where there was like crazy shit happening. Those were the years that I really enjoyed. <laughs> I just oh, I sh- boy meet boys meet the world. I think was on TGI Friday or TGIF. Ah. Uh. I don't even remember family matters. I think it was already like several years old by the time, like I was watching maybe even off the air, but I remember watching it with my grandparents and my grandfather fucking loved Urkel. He was like, man, that Jaleel white. So great. 
<laughs> He's, you know, and I'm surprised they haven't tried to reinvent that, bring it back. I mean, they did that with the Fresh Prince. Yeah, I think that we're all just just fanging for a a, a gritty Family Matters reboot. Dude, I mean, Carl Winslow's the cop. I mean, there's already some drama there. Yeah, we got it. They live in Chicago, for God's sakes. Even more drama. One of their characters has to be gay now. <laughs> why do they? Why do they have they to be gay do. now? I don't. I don't write. I don't People write the rules of modern TV. But someone's either got to be gay or they got to be gender swaps. <laughs> what if Urkel's white? Uh, <laughs> well. He's technically not. Like isn't a, he? He's either. So he's Carl Winslow is his uncle, right? Who? Carl Winslow is Urkel's uncle, or is, is he just like the weird neighbor kid? No, okay, man. so they're not even related. I really are not remembering this very well. My God, this isn't the West Virginia version, which also. Probably been hilarious if they did a great reboot that West Virginia. Uh, we got the wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia. We don't need to reboot that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know who you'd throw in something like that. I think you'd. You've already got Reg, <laughs> Reginald Vell Johnson doing fucking progressive commercials or Geico. Is it progressive or Geico commercials? We're doing TV Dead. Oh, the guy that plays Carl yeah, Winslow. Yeah. What's his real name? Yeah, Reginald Vell Johnson. <laughs> Carl Winslow. Yeah, that's Carl Winslow. <laughs> I refuse. And everything I've ever seen him in, like, uh, what was it, Die Hard? He's always like a cop there. And he's pretty much the same person he yeah. was in yeah. the movie or in the TV show. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the same guy. Yeah. I'd love to be just cast as an actor and be like, you are. <laughs> the same character in everything that you do and i'm like perfect i know exactly what type of energy i need to show up with i know exactly what i need to do i'm just i'm this guy and i'm playing the exact same character i'm just here to take a paycheck <laughs> well that means that you're um uh, like michael sarah or mclovin yep i'm here to be awkward white dude who says like has like one funny line and maybe says something crook and then I just lay low for a little bit. I have uh, my yeah. body weight wildly fluctuates from movie to movie from every time you see me on the, uh, every time you see me on the street. Um, and yeah, that's, Jonah, oh, I see what you did yeah. there. <laughs> um, well, I think Jonah Hill has proved that he's a little more diverse. I mean, I'm sure he's won awards for being more diverse than Michael Sarah. He did pull his dick out in Wolf of Wall Street. I think so. It's probably just a, a plastic penis, but still. Not dick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pseudo, pseudo, <laughs> pseudo dick. <laughs> Real dick. I own the same dick. I got it from Priscilla three weeks ago. <laughs> Put this, this shit is dishwasher safe. Let me tell you what. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Have you ever the thing you can tell? Oh, now it's just a pancake. <laughs> you ever throw something in the dishwasher and it melted? Because that happened to us one time. We had like a plastic spoon 
that was meant for like making eggs or, or some shit that it got like trapped beneath the regular rack or whatever. And it just, that shit got melted. It was just like black plastic just smeared everywhere. It smelled terrible. So we haven't, but my wife has put um, some of those tumbler cups in there and I got them for Christmas and they have like Panthers hurricanes. That's actually a wrap that goes onto those cups for those who don't know. And then when those are under extreme heat, they start to peel. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Didn't you put my friggin' Ninja Turtles shot glasses in there? Oh, no, those need to be hand washed too, because then that starts losing some of his pizzazz. The... Those are like my prized possessions. Put man. that in the prenup. You must hand wash the Ninja Turtle shot glasses, or I'm out of here. <laughs> Get back together. I don't. <laughs> Whoever's out there that hasn't gotten married, save yourself. Prenup it. <laughs> Prenup it. Make sure you get your Ninja Turtle shot glasses written in because the shits are not going to last forever, especially when you have to hand wash them. Hand wash only. You have any, if you have any comic book memorabilia, just know you should hand wash it. Do not ever put it in a dishwasher. Depending on how much you love it, yeah. I mean, if you want to get fucked up. Next, you're going to be telling me you shouldn't hand wash all your Funko Pops. <laughs> What's... God, no. <laughs> I want this dead-eyed Captain America to look pristine. Never taking them out of the box. You know, I, I don't... Are they still very popular? Do you think the Funko Pops are going to be Have like... Have you been um... on YouTube lately? That is the default background for anybody that's got less than 500 followers. It's like, I'm standing in front of a shelf of Funko Pops. I did not know that, but... <laughs> it looks, like, cooler, or... Just... You think it's that's just, just this that's the thing you gotta do. You gotta have you gotta have your Captain America Funko Pops. You've got Batman, and then you've got you gotta have some really weird ones. You've got fucking Eli Gemstone thrown in there. You could <laughs> do you have any Funko Pops? I have zero Funko Pops, which is the same which is I'm actually contractually obligated to have at least twenty five before I can start a YouTube channel. And that's the reason why I haven't been able to break into that market yet, is because I don't own enough Funko Pops yet. Well, I do. I, oh, I have shit. the phrase. <laughs> have uh, the Crane boys like Fraser Crane, uh, Niles Crane, <laughs> and Martin and Eddie. All right, all right. So those are probably the weirdest ones I have. But I seen them. I was like, I gotta get these. Um, and those are a hot commodity. Let me tell you, people still watch the shit out of Fraser. Um, I have Spider Punk. I got him before you know all this. Spider-Punk fandom has happened. I got the Michael Keaton Batman from the 1989 Batman. Oddly enough, I was way ahead of my time, wasn't you I? Really, I got these you really were. And I have a Joey Ramone one. Oh, my. I think, oh, and I have a Kilmer one where, uh, from Tombstone. <laughs> that was drunk. That's fucking random. Honestly, I was doing. I thought I was doing a bit, but between the two of us, if you looked at like where we're currently like podcasting from, and you were to ask the question, "Who's got the more Funko Pops?" It would probably be me. <laughs> so this is a yeah. big surprise. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was like before I had a kid, so you know you can make those drunk purchases. <laughs> wow, 
you got to wait three weeks and then you think about it for even longer. Once you've saved up enough money after those three weeks. <laughs> and you're like, do I really want to do the George Costanza Funko Pop? Or should I wait and do the full set with Elaine and Jerry yeah, okay, and Kramer? Oh, it's going to be Kramer all day, dude. <laughs> that would be the one I would I hate Costanza. Can't stand it. <laughs> Next, you're going to have to throw in F F Fusilli Jerry as well. Oh, dude, that would be hilarious. <laughs> what if it was holding Fusilli Jerry? Um, no, there was one with him in his underwear, and I nearly got it. I nearly got it. Mm. Man, episode so serious. Well, next drunk purchase, I'll be waiting to see if uh, you know, underwear Kramer joins uh, your Cam Newton Funko Pop and uh, your Detective Pikachu Funko Pop and <laughs> any other ones you want to add to the collection. Oh, I wish they would make one for like killers. I I feel like that would be a big, sell. oh, yeah, you know, like Jack the Ripper. But I feel like no one really knows who Jack the Ripper was based on the things that I was based on history. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, maybe some time has to go by because, I mean, can you really put a Gacy out there right now? I mean, I mean, Gacy's basically the Joker. <laughs> if you've had a Funko Pop of Funko Pop of the Joker and John Wayne Gacy and be like, which one of these do you think is John Wayne Gacy and which one is the Joker? Could you really tell the difference? <laughs> I would think that he would be more like a clown from Spawn. Mm, maybe. Or would you say he's uh, a member of the ICP? Huh. Well, it, it comes with complimentary. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Okay, I guess that's the day giveaway then. But yeah, no, I've never, I've never ever bought a single Funko Pop in my entire adult life. So I guess you could say that I'm a fucking poser. And we have to close this podcast down right now. Status quo. I guess. But you can't just buy. It's like having one tattoo. You can't just. You have zero or you've got 50. You can't just do like one or two. I just. I have the Wake Forest game on here. Um, and there was some girl that had like writing on the inside of her bicep. That's cute. Are you watching the College World Series right now? Yes, I'm hoping that we pull it out. Well, I say we. I hope the local kids pull it out. There's some kid from King, Pickery, the pitcher for Wake Forest. Apparently he's hot shit. So I suspect that quite a few of these fellows will be going to the MLB. That is it, a lot of time in the Generally some pretty exciting things whenever you see Wake Forest about to win anything. So, yeah, keep me up. Keep me updated. <laughs> yeah, right now it's zero to zero, oh. and we're going into classic baseball territory. In that case, a bases loaded situation. Strike out somebody's gonna be great. Can't wait. Well, well, Ryan keeps us updated on the College World Series. Uh, we've got like a dual thing oh. going on here. <laughs> Uh, we have a few small news stories we'll get in in the last the last week because honestly, uh, doing this every other week, you, normally you'd expect there to be a ton of news, but really, not a lot going on in the world of movies and TV shows and video games, which is what this podcast is about. Which I think I forgot to say at the beginning of the show. Um, and if you've watched, listened this long, you probably would not know what this is about. But um, yeah, 
It's Funko Pop. It's Funko Pops. It's about it's our Funko Pop and Steve Urkel podcast that we've been doing for almost five fucking years at this point. Is it five years? It will be five years in September. <laughs> I'm gonna have to hang it up, man, because now I've <laughs> I had that same realization earlier today where I was like, oh, yeah, we because in my mind, we've been doing this for like two years. And then I was like, yeah, three. Yeah. And then I was thinking back to COVID and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> we were already we were already doing wheel spinning episodes when nothing new was coming out for two years at this point in the middle of COVID. <laughs> and man, that was an interesting. But we made it work. We did go back and watch some stuff like we're different. And then we had like the Max TV shows. You know, we may encounter that again because the writer's strike is over 50 days at this point. I think, yeah, we're fine on new stuff for the rest of this year. But if they don't resolve it soon, beginning of next year is when we're really going to start to feel, you know, the effects of that. Because, of course, Everything that's coming out now or is slated to come out this year is already done. But the stuff that's in production right now that's halted, yeah, it's there's gonna be some delays. And we've already I think we talked about that last last podcast we did where they were already talking like Disney's pushed back the two Avengers movies at least a year already. Partly and because of the writer's strike, other partly and because they're going to recast Kang probably. <laughs> Um, well, and to go to trial like in August, I saw the news story, but I didn't want to post it because you know I try to stay away from hearsay. I, I, I it's 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 tough because it is literally something directly related to what we're talking about, but I don't think either one of us are really equipped to discuss these sorts of things. But it does. It doesn't look positive. <laughs> well, he's got Disney money, man. So you tell me. He does get out uh, of it. Well, I mean, does he have Disney money yet, or is it one of those things where they kind of like? It really seems like they kind of back off, <laughs> especially when tell you. the evidence doesn't look great against you. <laughs> Let me tell you this: there is a a, a them. Named Ezra Miller, <laughs> who did anything and everything to get fired, and they still released his movie. Yeah, still released. Really- so uh, the moral of the story is: if you're going to do some fucked up stuff, make sure that you're a part of a failing cinematic universe, and your movie is the linchpin of <laughs> launching the new cinematic universe. Otherwise, you're fucked. <laughs> So, well, it, the um, it, it isn't Aquaman coming out. Aquaman's still coming out, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> yeah, they're still doing that. From best, from what I heard, I heard it's terrible. Oh, I, I, you know, honestly, like watching Jason Mraz do the, he's doing like promos for the new Max streaming service, and I was half expecting part of that to be guess what aquaman's coming straight to max now and skipping the theaters i mean honestly <laughs> you might want to just cut your losses and do it i was when i was seeing how heavily involved he was and like some of the marketing of this i was like i would have 
not be that surprised to see that be one of the opening announcements on their first day. Be like, you know what? We've decided to skip the traditional. They try to spin it in a positive way as if this movie wasn't dog shit. And they're like, you know, we've decided to deliver extra values to our customers by giving a unique cinematic experience from your living room or whatever. So we're giving you this dog shit mm. Aquaman movie. It's skipping the theaters or whatever, but I guess they're still going to do it regardless of how it, how it ends up. <laughs> yeah. And that's such a weird situation, but I, I get that they've probably already poured in enough money and they're just trying to recoup at this point. I mean, shit, they released that new Mutants movie, and how long was that shelved for? A long, long, long time. <laughs> how many? It, it makes... Yeah, that was, that was one of those holdovers from the 20th Century Fox buyout where they had made that movie like two years, two, three years ago, and it kept getting delayed and delayed, and yeah, we're we're past the point now where movies are being delayed because of COVID and they're being delayed either because of the writer's strike or because they just they need more time for shoots, reshoots, special effects, finishing, that kind of stuff. But even announce a, a release date on a movie. Like I remember back in the day, you know, we didn't know what movies were in the works until, you know, they're about to come out. Granted there are more publications and more ways to report. <laughs> There's the internet and uh, podcasts, <laughs> which also. Yeah. But I just, anytime I see that now, I'm just like, great, here we go again. Another thing, though, I will say the one thing that has not been delayed and actually moved up was the uh, new Deadpool. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought was cool. So they're going along with shooting that. But I mean, how much of that is probably ad libbed? <laughs> How much of that is Riot Reynolds just riffing it out on in the in the dialogue booth? <laughs> yeah, this could be time a chance for comedy to shine because comedy movies kind of been on the back burner. It's been a lot of these um, superhero movies. Maybe it's time that we go back to a world where people are just riffing. But odds are those people are probably writers as well. The odds are that most of those people that are responsible that have gray hairs and they are moving on to doing different sorts of things. Or they're doing Daddy's Home 3. Daddy's Can't believe they did the two of those. Same two of those and not another guy's sequel. That's, that's incredible. You know I looked up Will Ferrell's like, top movies and I forget what was the basis of the rankings like was it like rotten tomatoes was it you know what whatever it was and daddy's home one and two were ahead of the other guys that is criminal and what's just this you honestly just go fuck yourself <laughs> at this point yeah with barbed wire <laughs> oh the the pamela was... anderson movie from uh 1995 oh. <laughs> You remember that one? <laughs> I vaguely right. do. I can see her. And like, I'm pretty sure it was like skimpy or like tight. Something along those lines. Yeah, we've. I I do like that we said we're going to do news, and uh, we've talked for 12 extra minutes about something that's not news related. 
Kind of. We have a few few things we'll we'll blast through, and then we'll talk a little bit about the opening two episodes of the Righteous Gemstones, because as we both said, we have not seen the Flash yet, and uh, by the time this comes out, we there will be some other movies that we may go watch instead. <laughs> There'll be a certain yes. Indianapolis Jones that will have a new movie out by the time we. Uh, God. <laughs> Which God. I think I may want to go see instead of the Flash, regardless. God, I don't know, man. They that movie's gotten bad reviews. There's a scene in the trailer wherever he falls over into another cab going the opposite Doesn't direction. Doesn't get up for like, ten minutes. Like, Why'd they put that in the trailer? <laughs> Why is the trailer so just long? pounding the life no, alert button? Like, he, he just like falls over. I'm like, well, that's not really like exciting. Just like seeing some old dude fall over. <laughs> yeah, I kind I have a soft spot for Indiana Jones, so I'm I'm definitely going to see it. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> that'll be money that you wish you brought back or had back. But you know, I don't know why they don't just do another Indiana Jones. I mean, I, they kind of do movies like that anyway. It would be really funny if um, I know that Solo didn't do super well, but if they just got the same guy to do young young Indianapolis Jones again, <laughs> in addition to young Harrison Ford. <laughs> well, aren't they doing another Uncharted Uncharted movie? So that'll, that's kind of in the vein. What is Indiana Jones, but really the American version of James Bond? <laughs> what is Uncharted, but Indiana Jones ripoff, but it's a video game, <laughs> which is yeah, just exactly. so strange for them to be like, now we're making a movie out of the video game that ripped off Indiana Jones. <laughs> it's like, Let's it's like my it. brother, you're just doing Indiana Jones, but worse at this point. <laughs> anyways, anyways, uh, speaking of some other creatures that live underground, a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle show is reportedly in the works for Paramount Plus, and it will take place after the mutant mayhem. Ryan, I'm I'm leaning on you for this Thank one. You. What is the mutant mayhem, and why does stuff take place afterwards? I have no idea. We'll find out whenever the movie comes or the movie finishes. I love it. I suspect so. Uh, Shredder is not going to be a part of this movie, okay. as far as I know. So perhaps maybe they'll figure out a way to wiggle him in. I wouldn't love to see like a grittier version. They're talking about making a last Ronin video game, uh, very similar to that of God of War. So that is intriguing. And if that does well, I think there will be more violence in the Ninja Turtles shows. But this one, I don't think there will be. It's going to be based off that movie that I'm going to go see. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm interested. But, you know, keep your hopes down a little bit. It looks like Spider-Man, but at the same time, will it be as good as Spider-Man? Mm, I guess we will. I guess we'll have to see. I always have to throw to Ryan because he is our almost accurate resident Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles expert. Anytime we have some... My favorite thing growing up and still. Yeah, every, every time we have TMNT news, we got to throw it back to Ryan for what his reports are. So, yeah, you know, it was very lackluster because my news there was just very, <laughs> I was not really in depth at all. Um, 
But, you know, we'll wait and see what it is. I don't want to spoil it too much for myself either. I really want to I can res- go in and watch. I can respect that. I think that the, especially when we do this, watching multiple trailers and stuff, it's like sometimes I just, if you, especially if it's something you know you're going to watch, just show up and watch it. <laughs> you don't need to see the trailer for it to get you hyped. Yeah, no problem eyes and stuff like that. I mean, I have seen the first two trailers, but hold back on watching any anything else until we get there. But we still got some time. I think the release date's in August. Yes, it is it is the first weekend in August, I think. So I def I'm definitely interested in it because I my exposure to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, anything has been remarkably low. So I'm I'm definitely keen to go in on something like this that that has a uh, a very unique looking animation style that definitely caught my eye from the the trailers we've seen so far. Well, and also like Seth Rogen's a part of it, so I would assume there's some comedic aspects yeah, to it. I can't wait. So it isn't so. Can't wait to see them when? smoke some weed. Yeah. <laughs> green, smoking green, brother. <laughs> Um, Chuck Norris is going to return in the Dodgeball sequel. Probably the biggest news that we have here today. I guess so. I mean, I there's probably a rash of uh, Chuck Norris jokes that we could make here, but unfortunately, it's not 2006, and I don't have any that I can immediately call to mind right now. Um, well... They were hot, though, there for a while. Oh, hey, BT Dobbs, did we talk about it last week that Bill Murray's dating Khalees? No, we did not, but I did see that. Who's that? I don't know. But I would say it's it's very much in line with saying something like, I don't know, time waits for no man, unless that man is, is Chuck Norris. Uh, or that uh, if you spell Chuck oh. Norris in Scrabble, you win. Forever. I see what's happening. Or if you were to Give say that two. when God said, let there be light, Chuck Norris said, say please. <laughs> Why did we ever think that this was a good era of, <laughs> of jokes? Well, you know, we were just coming off of... Well, everything... How long ago was Walker, Texas Ranger out? Um... I mean, there's no way of knowing unless you were to say. <laughs> uh, unless you were to say Walker, Texas Ranger, which originally aired from 1993 to May 19th, 2001. There's no way of knowing. Okay. <laughs> uh, we were five years removed whenever. Uh became a thing which allow me to tie the two stories together so we were talking about ninja turtles and talking about chuck norris there is a character that was in the teenage ninja turtles tv show that nickelodeon did um in 2012 they had a character named branson bronson was a chuck norris lookalike, mm. and he was also in movies and he was like karate guy and he ends up becoming Mute not once but twice he evolves further. Would you say that Bronson could make onions cry? <laughs> play Chuck could, Norris, yeah, like Chuck Norris, oh. or could he play the violin with a piano? Whatever that means. 
<laughs> could you say that Bronson that could kill funny. two stones with one bird? Or one man. <laughs> could Bronson drown a fish? <laughs> Bronson is still on the Titanic. Or would Chuck Norris look in the mirror and the mirror shatters because not even glass is dumb enough to get between Chuck Norris and Chuck Norris. Well, that was almost accurate podcast, so I would like to thank you all for being here. When almost here. accurate enters a room, they don't turn the lights on, they turn the dark off. <laughs> so, uh, update. Um, in the baseball game, uh, it's the top of the 10th. We're going into the bottom of the 10th. Still scoreless. Wow. That sounds like a classic baseball game that I am interested in. Yeah. No scoring. It's like my life until I turned 20, like five. Yeah, we're in extra innings and still nothing's happened. It's anything. It's just like myself. It's taken a lot longer than I thought, and I'm still waiting. (laughs) I'm sweating. Anyways. The last thing I will say is that when Chuck Norris visited the Virgin Islands and he left, they were just called the Islands. What was the thing I seen where it was like your mom? They used to call it a a lean until your a jumpaline until your mom got. Oh, now it's a trampoline. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I can say that it takes Chuck Norris twenty minutes to watch sixty minutes. Yep. Skip the yep. <laughs> Anyways, I think we'll go ahead and pause and wait for the ad, the ad break that Acast will inevitably add in here. <laughs> yeah, doubtful. <laughs> uh, what else do we have in news? Now that we're thankfully moving on from uh, Chuck Norris, Venom 3 is going to release in theaters in October of 2024. Ryan, how excited are you to be sitting next to two horny teenagers in a theater oh. in 2024? <laughs> The older I get, the stay the same. So I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> I I get older, the Venom sequels stay the same. They're all bad. <laughs> um, I have but, low hopes for that. You, what about you? Equally low hopes. I mean, I have high hopes that it'll be the last. <laughs> <laughs> there, well, there you go. I mean, that's. We've watched both of them. You can't say that we haven't done our journalistic due diligence. Um, that last one felt like they... You- yeah, I was, ho- I was say- hoping that I could let that slide because I misspoke there slightly, but... Semite? <laughs> I, I said... Ju- uh, I'm talking about the dew point outside. Because it's really oh, okay. humid here. It's been really rainy the last week in North Carolina. Some people would call that the dew point. Or if you're like me, you say do and uh, a different word at the same time for some reason. And it's how it sounds worse than it did. Uh, Old Freudian. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, I think Venom Free is going to have a really small penis and have sex with his mom. <laughs> trying to decide how excited I'll be making the sandwich while trying to watch it. <laughs> and what sandwich I'm making as I suffer through it uh actually you know what dead honest the movies aren't like that bad i mean they're somewhat entertaining and i you know tom hardy eddie (laughs) 
Yeah, they're interesting. Tom Hardy must have a huge soft spot for Venom because I cannot, for the life of me, explain how they keep making these. I re- I re- yeah. In other news, Tom Hardy is also broken living on the streets because he's putting all of his money oh, into this movie. Oh, shit. We alluded to this um, earlier, but the Marvel Cinematic Slate has been pushed back quite a bit, starting with the new Captain America, which has been moved from... Uh, this short list, so we'll go through it. It's been moved from May 3rd, 2024 to July 2024. The Thunderbolts movie has been pushed back five months to December of 2024. Blade, which that movie is literally never coming out. <laughs> it's been delayed so many times. <laughs> because they didn't have a script, and then the writer's strike happened, so... It wasn't good enough. I think it was, like, uh, PG, and, like, the guy who played Blade's like, you know, this is about it's vampires fucking... and vampires. Yeah, he's blood. like, this is fucking lame. Also, broad, so I can really get the whole experience to play blade it's not right now it's slated for february of 2025 but let's be honest that's never ever coming out deadpool 3 uh has actually been moved up it was going to come out in november 2024 now it's coming out in may 2024 the fantastic four gets moved back from february of 2025 to may of 2025 and the kang dynasty avengers movies have been moved back from May of 2025 to May of 2026 and May of 2027. Good God. <laughs> it is weird so, to talk about stuff that's hap- not happening for f- five more years. It'll be here before you know it. And then um, my math is correct. I'll be 40 by the time this movie's come out. Or right on the cusp of being 40. Wow. And that's not South of 40. South of the ground, you know, at that rate. You will have a six-year-old by the time the Kang Dynasty Secret Wars comes out. Well, you can look at it that way, or you can look at it this way. I am just going to uh, live on the street and smoke crack. Oh, see what happened. Yeah, that's when you put it like that, it really puts it into perspective, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, you're also going to be old, too, I and you may have a child. Never. The way that uh, as close as my iPhone is to my nutsack, I have definitely irradiated any hopes of reproducing out of my future. <laughs> well, you. <laughs> Anyways, I've all the light all the lights are off in this room, but there's just two things that are glowing. It's time. <laughs> it's time. I hope it's not the testicles. Oh well, yeah. misplaced hope. Let me just say, it's time for some sad news. Ryan John Romita Sr. has sadly passed away. The co-creator of Wolverine, The Punisher, and Mary Jane Watson has died, age ninety-three. May he rest in peace. Um. And while we're on the subject, uh, obviously it's in the news. The Titanic submarine uh, has obviously, probably by this point, been confirmed to be lost, and all five passengers are all on board are also unfortunately lost. So, RIP. They found it. It was crumpled. Yeah. Tin can. 
unfortunately, RIP to the rest of y'all as well. Uh, very sad news, but we will keep it running because this is not a Titanic podcast, even though maybe it will be in the future. I don't know. We had a very lengthy discussion about that before we started recording. <laughs> yes. Well, what I can say to it is don't cut corners. Yeah. And if you're willing to, I don't know how knowledgeable the passengers were of this. But yeah, there's something to say about being a daredevil and there's something to be said about being just an idiot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we also, I said we're ready to move on to happier stuff. The dog actor that played Einstein <laughs> is also passed away, age 13. Um, so RIP to Einstein. Uh, what show? Craven the Craven the Hunter trailer was out and honestly neither one of us have watched it. Um what the dog, man? What <laughs> what was the dog? The dog was in uh Bring It to Life Camp Companion Kane from Red Dead Redemption 2. I don't remember there being a dog act. Yeah, it's the dog they modeled after, or maybe um did the voice acting. Okay, yeah, the I dog did the voice now, acting. So. <laughs> that's sadder than anything that we've talked about here today that is tragic and honestly i had a i had a dream last night about our our dog that passed away so yeah if they got the dog in the voice booth that would be really fucking sad honestly (laughs) do you think that you guys will get another dog at some point Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. I love the first pin comment under this post is RIP good boy <laughs> heart emoji. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Man. Um so yeah, we haven't watched the Craven Hunter trailer, but <sighs> you can only assume if Sony's involved, it's gonna be bullshit. Yeah, and like if it's a Spider-Man movie without Spider-Man in it, gonna be bad. Um we can also assume a certain few things about E3. The next two years that that is canceled because they haven't apparently reserved the Los Angeles Convention Center. You know what I can probably go on a limb and say here? 
that if it's canceled for the next two years, it's probably going to be canceled forever. When you're canceling something that's happening two years from now, it's probably not coming back. I mean, it could be like they're pushing it back, you know, like uh, the movies. <laughs> no, I think that it will be replaced by the Game Awards and Summer Games Fest. And additionally, just companies putting out a 40-minute presentation online like Nintendo did, like Sony and Microsoft have already done. <laughs> Doesn't Disney have something coming out soon? They do their D23 thing usually in June or July, I think, where they do like, oh, here's... Because they have a Star Wars celebration every year, which is usually first... Or actually, it's May the 4th usually was when they try to have it. And then the D23 thing is when they're like, hey, here's Marvel and the rest of everything else usually when they make like big announcements. So that's usually in June, sometimes in July, I think, so... Everyone's going to do their own stuff, I think. And I think that E3 is just kind of one of those relics of an era past. And also the company that uh, that put it on was also kind of crook. So people were a bit sick of their shit as well. <laughs> oh, is that what was going on there? Because I just thought that everybody was like, yeah, fuck it. We're going to do our it's, own thing. It's both. Robbery. It's both because Jeff Keighley, the guy that does the Game Awards and Summer Games Fest is... One of those industry insiders, he was on G4 like years and years ago, and now he's like one of the big like media people that has lots of ends with game development studios and like Sony and Nintendo, places like that, where they're like, okay, we'll we'll roll out your shit. It so that will be what the replacement is, but yeah, it is a little bit more scattershot than what E3 typically was, where it was like Christmas in the middle of the year if you were a video games fan, because it was this just huge wealth of like information release dates trailers and stuff which is exciting where your friend you about jack and dexter coming out but really yeah yeah you'd have to be an absolute fucking idiot to to see something like that and just fire off a text to one of your closest friends being like oh they're really going to be into this news and then realize afterwards <laughs> that you have confused the name of two different franchises and made a grave error that you may never recover from. Yeah. You know, and people may bring it up years, yeah, literally maybe three or more years later and be like, I remember where I was when I got that heartbreak. <laughs> I found out it wasn't true. <laughs> You know, that's never happened. Yeah, so. luckily, neither one of us have ever made that mistake. Never, ever, <laughs> ever. Uh, but if if one of us did, they'd be the fucking dumbest fucking idiot you've ever met. <laughs> yeah, and you would think that that person would have Funko Pops, but, but they, they don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think that the person that's sitting in a dark room full of purple and yellow LEDs would have Funko Pops and know the difference between Jack and Dexter and Ratchet and Clank, but you'd be wrong. You'd be really wrong. Yeah. God, it pisses me off so much. Not that situation. I, I looked earlier this week, somebody had brought it up, and I've noticed that Naughty Dog goes back to games that haven't gone back to Jack and Dexter. Like They'll take some time off, and they'll go do something different, and they'll come back, and they're like, oh, the next game we're gonna do is The Last of Us Three. I'm like, get fucked. 
Hopefully. Hopefully. And people love nostalgia. So surely it's only a matter of time. I mean, I- well, you know, they play on that too because they're like, oh, here's a new game system PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. Um, I haven't bought it on the 5, but I know 3 and 4. I have bought Jack and Dexter's trilogy over again. Yep. Hey. I've bought that trilogy three times. They've got you like they've like Nintendo has got me buying the same thing again. Yeah. It's just it's disgusting. Yeah, it is, it, we've got problems, man. <laughs> we've got some serious problems. Well, at least your games are coming out. You get your uh Metroid games. Honestly, like that's me like you waiting long. falling over dead out of shock when they put multiple ones of those out in the last couple of years. Like that seems like it's not real. Um speaking of a few things that are not real, Nintendo yesterday had a, a huge, huge Nintendo Direct. And I was like, here we go, more Metroid news. And then the longer I watched, I picked up my clown makeup and just continued to put it on as I sat there and waited the entire time. (laughs) Basically, they released, uh, they announced a bunch of stuff for the rest of the year. They announced Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC, then a bunch of other fucking shovelware, which I didn't really care about. Uh, They're making a Detective Pikachu sequel for the Switch, which is kind of cool. Uh, then a Super Mario RPG remake, which is a remake of the Super Nintendo game. Kind of cool. They're putting the Batman Arkham Trilogy on there, which all of those games are quite old at this point, so good, I guess. And then their big, big announcement at the very, very end, if you weren't interested in Pikmin, was that there's a new 2D Super Mario Brothers game coming out. Ooh. Just a Stop me if you haven't heard that before. (laughs) I mean, if you're a Mario fan, you're probably fucking doing somersaults over here. But for me, I was like, God, that's your big like one more thing is that you're making another side scrolling Mario game for the um, for the holidays. (laughs) Like, God damn. (laughs) Well, you know, I will say on the. The movie came out, right? So that's probably true. It makes... You know, it did really well, so that makes sense. It makes sense. That one is less of a surprise than them remaking Super Mario RPG. Because that is just a a really strange... A really strange relic from the old Super Nintendo era, which I put on my handheld emulator, haven't got around to playing, and now I'm like, maybe I will go on it. Maybe I'll buy the new one. It looks it it does look really nice, but yeah. you know, Nintendo. I have a love hate relationship with Nintendo, and I hate them right now. <laughs> Not a lot that got me personally excited, but if you're a if you're a big Mario fan, then this is probably fucking perfect for you. And riding on the coattails of that billion dollar movie that they produced that wasn't very good, but sold very 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 well <laughs> to plenty of people. I think that would be enough, even though that's the same game repurposed for the most part. Because yeah. I've heard whispers that they're doing a new one. Surely at some point. Surely at some point you would you would imagine. <laughs> well, they released all those bonus tracks after like a million years. Yeah. 
and they that was another announcement where they released another wave of DLC where it's just like, are you going to make a new Mario Kart or is it are you we just going to keep putting new stuff in Mario Kart 8, which is nine years old at this point? Well, it was originally released on the Wii um, U, yeah, right? Wii U and then Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And again, I don't blame them because Mario Kart 8 is still in the top five top selling switch games six years after that console's been out so i don't blame them for keeping putting more stuff in there but surely you could make a new one but maybe they'll do it just like smash brothers ultimate style where it's just like no this is the game and we'll just add like new characters new tracks in there and that's just that's the model that we're going for but i'd like to see them do something a little bit different for for that well, I do think I from I read something. Can't remember. It's been so long, but the game is going to be slightly different. Yeah, it's still going to be the racing game, but there's still going to be some new aspects to it that's going to make it. Yeah, I. Th- I don't. I think it's overdue for 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 something. Whether that's it, probably won't be on the Switch. It'll probably be on whatever the newest system is. Whether that's next year or a year beyond but uh yeah i get i guess we'll see but yeah mario kart 8 is is definitely probably close to being the perfect video game but it 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 is it is so strange to not for them to keep adding new stuff to it rather than just make a, a full-on sequel because surely at this point you have enough material that you could have just made a sequel instead of just adding dlc to that in five or six different waves honest yeah it, it's a, it's a, it's strange surely at this at that point you'd be like we could sell you a whole nother game we could sell you three fucking games for the amount of you know new stuff that we keep cramming into this old one but whatever <laughs> i'm sure it'll launch the switch 2 or switch pro whatever they wind up calling it will launch with a new mario kart game probably <laughs> Uh, BT Doves, Jake, we are going into the bottom of the 11th. Guess what? Zero. We're still scoring. Oh, I love it. I love <laughs> that is some classic baseball tension to see what actually happens first. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of some tension, speaking of a little bit of succession, we both watched the, well, I don't want to speak for you, but we both watched the opening two episodes of season three of The Righteous Gemstones, Ryan. We wow, did. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> Ryan, what did I watch? Ryan, what did you uh what did you think of these these opening two episodes? So what I've learned character wise is John Goodman might be the most interesting character because there's always some shady shit that he's involved in. You have to kind of figure it out. Like last season was like the wrestling and stuff and him breaking um thumbs and also killing a man or uh, covering up the death of a yeah. man and then this one i'm not sure exactly all what's going on but something going on with john goodman's sister um show and like her sons have joined like some kind of uh, militia yeah they they're and- doomsday fresh prepper militia basically <laughs> Yeah, and Steve Zahn's in here. Haven't seen him in a while. I do love Steve Zahn. He 
he was great in that thing you do in Joyride. There were some other things that he was in. I think Riding Cars with Boys with uh, Drew Barrymore. He is acting the shit out of this cult leader role, though, from what I've what I've the little bit we've seen of him so far. Yeah, he's typically funny and stuff, and there is aspects of humor, but it's very like a little creepy. <laughs> he's portraying um what else is going on <laughs> the smut busters that's hilarious i <laughs> adam devine just every every scene him and keith are in <laughs> the fact that <laughs> it opens with the two of them sorting through all of these various assorted dildos and sex toys. And then the camera like pans out a little bit further. And then a room full of like 12 year olds. I was like, Oh God, what is this? They're burning. It yeah. Up, and then they're like, Oh, we shouldn't be burning that shit. Cause you can't <laughs> like, you can't breathe that black smoke in. That's bad. It's so bad for you. What did he say? Keith, Keith said like, Smells like Play-Doh or something like that. <laughs> I can't remember the line, but he said it smelled smells like something very specific, and it definitely made me laugh out loud. I re- just this this show. If you've if you've never watched it, it is it's just it's so good, and I love just watching this. Well, if you like zany shit, it may not be good for people that don't like zany shit. I mean, I, it definitely is North Carolina, and you see a lot of that. Like in this one, they have NASCAR involved. I feel like you're getting a call or an Amber Alert right now because that reverberated inside of my brain. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> that is my mother who recently was told by her job that. They were going to be letting her go. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not sure why she's calling right now, but, um, you know, we'll figure it out. I'm sure, you know, once we become famous, we'll be able to afford, you know, all the issues our families have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tim, uh, Tim Baltz, who plays um, Judy Gemstone's husband, I can't remember. BJ is his name. Rubey is one of my favorite characters. I he's I love every single scene that he's in. I love that because that's another revelation that she has been having an affair with her one of her band members who is having a midlife crisis, which I think is just is just fucking hilarious how that's set up. But she's like trying to get on his good side or whatever, and she's buying him like the VR headset, and he said. Oh, this is awesome. Now I can play those space and nature games that I tend to gravitate towards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you feel like that hit home a bit for you? <laughs> it was just just every single line he this motherfucker says just has me rolling every fucking time. Well, he seems to be taking off like personally um in this show. Uh he's kind of found his niche. And I wonder, he's obviously going to find out about this. I wonder if his character is going to leave her and 
go off and do better things, and she's gonna be pining after him. I th I could see something like that happening because he's got that he's got his ear pierced. He's got that self confidence back. <laughs> yeah, he's every time they're at the the family lunch or whatever, he's got his wine glass full of milk at the steakhouse. <laughs> Oh, and the one kid who uh, is like the grandson or whatever's got like face tattoos. Yes. <laughs> oh, I was like, what is going on here? And of course, Danny McBride just remains. I, I don't know. I I love Danny McBride. I think he's I think he's hilarious. I feel like he's taking a bit of a backseat, at least in these these first two episodes, to some of the. Some of the other characters and some of the other plot points that we've got going on. I know that we definitely haven't seen a Walton Goggins sighting just yet, but I'm sure that he will be. No, I'm sure that he'll be oh, back. Um, we did see him uh, punish somebody uh, for saying sugar cookies to the tabloids. Oh yeah, because they've um, got that big, um, that big fucking Christian resort, resort in Florida that they opened, which was a carryover from last season. Right. right. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, dang! They actually did do this." Yeah. So the they've got a legit empire, and it's you know obviously being on HBO, the parallels it's drawing with with Succession are not um, not completely out of place because it is you know John Goodman's character. He's taking a uh, taking a step back. He's letting the three kids kind of run the the church and the big empire that they've basically built and they're they're not doing the best job it doesn't yeah. seem like um i loved the yeah. the interaction where they have the big meeting with the uh the other pastors and it does not go well ryan they did uh wake forest has been eliminated oh fucking shit <laughs> it was a home run a two-run shot and it ended in the bottom of the 11th wow what a fucking sad anticlimactic ending to that. Yeah. Oh well. well it would wouldn't so, be Wake Forest yeah. if they didn't give you a little bit of hope just to take it away at the very end. Well, you know what? Those kids are probably acting like dipshits in downtown Winston at some point in time. Whenever you try to go to the bar and there's those people who are trying to fight you. <laughs> probably one of those kids, so So you don't feel that bad about Think it, is about what that. you're saying. Well, I know that Wake Forest kids are sometimes they have that um, stigma about them where they suck. <laughs> I like how you tr you you went for it and then you're like, ah, never mind. <laughs> they have that stigma. Yeah, let's not make words. They have that stigma where they suck. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just try to tell it like it is. I hear my friends all the time. Well, not all the time because, let's face it, I'm an old man now. I don't really go out like I used to. But I remember we would always go places. People like, man, those fucking Wake Forest kids. Wait. So. They're everywhere. Are they rich? Yeah, it's a sign of getting they old. fucking shit about you. <laughs> yep, so I don't give a fucking shit about them. They just lost the LSU. Mm. It stands for let's suck university. <laughs> Damn, we got them. All right, well, <laughs> burn it down the house, motherfucker. 
I did um I did enjoy uh, the first episode where they had a whole separate plot point where one of their former congregants was thinking about leaving their church and they had to show up to uh to Darlington Raceway where he's just driving around clearly what is uh, like a surplus. You know who that was, right? <laughs> who was it? So remember in Vice Principals the stepdad of Danny McBride's oh, like kid. He looked familiar. <laughs> Yeah, that's him with old people makeup on. I, lo- I loved this scene. I loved how they, he's like, oh yeah, I'm, the reason that they're showing up is because he, in his will, was like, pledged like a lot of money and his like likeness and a lot of his other like stuff to the church or whatever. And he's like, oh, I think I'm going to actually take it to this other church of these people that's got the, the amazing tragic backstory. They hold hands and pray and stuff. and. I just I love that they wound up in a drag race and Danny McBride's character immediately just floors it straight into the wall. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, he definitely ruined the car. <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, I thought he was gonna take off, so he stalls the car. The other guy does like two laps uh, and then he just he finally gets it going and he crashes in a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> It was ridiculous, but uh, so what we see here is probably one plot line, right? Where um, we have a new family who's trying to take over. Um, because last season we had another Christian family was, doing yeah. their thing and they were trying to work together, but now it, was er- it seems like this new family is trying to overtake it was them. Eric Andre and his uh. <laughs> his wife and wasn't there like a fucking pedophile thing that they were up to or whatever. I can't, I, it's no, they just put a bunch of kids in denim. All right. <laughs> they hired them to go like steal and stuff. Cause they were in like a motorcycle gang. That's or like right. That. <laughs> I forget. Whenever you say aloud, you're like, what kind of shit are you watching? Yeah, no, it makes sense. You watch it. No, it, I mean it makes sense within the the story of the show, but yeah, this if you if you've never watched Righteous Gemstones, it is it's such it's such a good show, and I love how they it's probably not even necessarily an accurate depiction of how much money these evangelical like families and empires build up but also just the shit that they get up to because let's be honest. It's not about God or Jesus at this point. It's about the money and it's about reputation and this kind of stuff. And this captures it perfectly on this, you know, just game of Thrones that they're playing within this like evangelical empire that they're building up. And I just love how they're all absolutely fucked. They're the worst people. And that's probably not that far off of of real life <laughs> to be when you're saying Danny McBride's a terrible person. No, no, no. I mean the the like they're obviously parroting like the same sorts of families and stuff that build up these like church empires. Like if you're a preacher on TV, you've probably done some shady shit and you're the one going like, oh yeah, God will bless you if you give me like a thousand dollars a month. Like yeah. I'm sure that's how the Bible said God works. <laughs> so it, <laughs> yeah, well, that that's some of the intrigue because then you start kind of liking them because they're idiots. You, 
but they're also you know they're... that's why I kind of like John Goodman's character because there's there's more mystique there. Yeah, I I do quite enjoy how every single one of these seasons it introduces a a different sort of plot point that his character has had to deal with because he him in particular he has seen some shit over the years and he's had to live live through some stuff between the the dude that was buried under the roller coaster and the <laughs> um the whole like boxing subplot and now whatever is going on with his sister like there's some there's some good plot points and i i really enjoy how ridiculous the show is and how it mixes in humor with some genuine like tense moments in throughout and i think that that is where this show really excels compared to maybe say like sorry ryan a vice principles or eastbound and down where it it's got that good balance between the ridiculous and a little bit of the drama that it makes in where it's like yeah this is kind of crazy and stupid but the stakes are like pretty high at a certain point and it really makes you want to see where it goes. And I, I, that's what I really, really enjoy about this show. Well, I hope that the show keeps trending upward. Um, do I think it's better than vice principles? No. Um, <laughs> I know it wouldn't be long, <laughs> but I, I'm interested to see where this goes. It's and, but the characters always have like Judy's always kind of fucking up. Like, all the kids are trying to do their best to do their own thing, but they can't do it together. Um, friggin' uh, Adam Devine or Divine's character, he's all about um, him and Keith trying to save something. You know, like uh, the Muscle Men was last year. That was their thing. It's like almost like Ponzi schemes. All these kids get into like Ponzi schemes and they're trying to get other people into it um, to buy in. And then Dana McBride's character is just constantly trying to get the church and take over for his father, which they showed them at a monster truck rally whenever he was younger and he was <laughs> trying to incorporate Jesus into that. And that's how we got introduced to John Goodman's sister yeah. and like some tension between her and the gemstones mother who has since passed away as the show progressed. Yeah. Yeah, that that was yeah, that really got me where we went from this like really stu it was called like the Jesus Crusher or some like ridiculous thing like that. And then this genuinely tense scene where this woman is chasing after her with a hatchet and is trying to beat her to death. I was like, oh man, that is not what I was expecting for the opening sequence of this. But yeah, just which begs some questions. Why was she doing that? And also, who was in the car that hit her? They never showed a face who, of the person in the car. I'm thinking it's John Goodman, but we'll see, I guess. It could be like one of their... Um, I forget the name of the... Brother Bill. Yeah, yeah, one of the... Could, baby Bill of <laughs> Or one of their, like, uh, their longtime assistant. Um, I can't remember his name, but uh, he's, he's the one that that pops up every now and then he's been with uh, John Goodman's character for a while. Yeah. It's it, yeah. Which I don't know why they don't give him the reins. Yeah, they probably should. Cause these, hey, the kids yeah. are terrible, but they're clearly out of their element and they're not good at what they do. Yeah. And then um, I don't know 
trying to think of some other things that happened. There was something I was going to say um, when I saw it because I thought it was hilarious, but it was a little high when I saw it. Same. So I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's upsetting. <laughs> but anyway, I thought the first two episodes were pretty good so far, and they were short, so it wasn't like you had to spend like an your eternity there like I did when I watched Avatar. <laughs> Yeah, I I really appreciate having a Sunday night show to look forward to where it's like you're in for 35 minutes maximum. It's like, oh, this is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that's why I love Bob's Burgers on Sundays, <laughs> but they are also in between seasons at the moment. Yeah, but uh, this, is, uh, this is a great show. If you haven't checked it out, we definitely, both of us can recommend it. Yeah, me... No, not we, I, <laughs> I, in unity. Hey, yep. Um, one of us will say it's better than Vice Principals. The other would vehemently disagree, but we can both say that it's a good show <laughs> and uh, that you should watch it, especially especially if you haven't seen it at this point. Go back and watch the first two seasons. Get caught up because it is, it is worth it. It's, uh, it's a breezy sort of watch that'll just kind of like wash over you, but... It's worth it. It is a great show, and I, I do love what it is trying to do and what it's trying to say because these sorts of families and these weird Christian empires are kind of weird and fucked up. So there you have it. Yeah, and it, it also incorporates North Carolina like South Carolina because, you know, we're in the Bible Belt. Yep, and there are plenty of people that will... Fall for the same people. people that will fall for the same kind of Ponzi schemes that these fictional families will, you know. Obviously, these are not real people, but they are very loosely inspired by multiple families and evangelical empires that have popped up all over the South. And it's not uncommon at all to see these just mega churches run by these fucking shithead families. <laughs> Like maybe they maybe, I mean, but now we get to make fun yeah, of them. <laughs> maybe they had good intentions at one time, but uh, then money got involved and uh, and pride, money and pride, and you, all of a sudden saving people and God and Jesus took a back seat to all of that. So, anyways, it is um, it is obviously it takes that and ratchets us up to like eleven, but probably not that far off from some of the some of the shenanigans that they'll get up to and. Uh, yeah, anytime you get Danny McBride involved in something, it's 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 going to be pretty good, unless it's the Halloween movies. <laughs> oh God, don't remind me! <laughs> don't remind me. Ryan's favorite movies. False. That is a big old false. <laughs> but yeah, Ryan, anything else you want to add for uh for this particular week? No, I think I'm good. I did see the Cheeto movie, and I thought that was not too bad. I got Carlos Mancia vibes in it, but it was interesting to see. I also watched um, Flamin' Hot. I have to say, it was a bit cheesy. Pardon the pun. Um, yeah, but true. It uh, It's just kind of one of those feel-good movies that you could definitely imagine plenty of people enjoying is this light sort of experience where it's like, yeah, it's, it's pretty good, but you can also definitely already see the headlines on like Fox or something where they're like, 
woke Cheetos movie or whatever, because it's just everything about it. Just it seems like it would just piss off people that are in the gemstone family <laughs> that also only watch Fox. Yeah, they're like, why is this not whitewashed? Yeah, it's like we're talking about Mexicans doing stuff. Like, what? What the hell? It's a good movie. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's definitely a decent watch. Um, it feels very clean, kind of in in a way. If if that makes if that makes sense. Where it's like a family, movie, yeah, but they do say shit a lot, yeah. Um, I was surprised at how I, 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 I guess just from the trailers, his um background, how his background is a lot more important in this, where it's like, yeah, he got involved in like gangs and and drug running and that kind of stuff, and that's kind of why high school dropout and that's kind of why he was in the the situation he was in but he also had a very like mechanically in tuned mind where he was very very interested in seeing like how these different machines work and run how i can repair them and how i can use them to to maybe alter mixing and mingling at the tables and so it it was it was cool to see that but yeah i th- i think that was something that i just didn't understand from at least the trailers was how heavily that his background influenced um this kind of this situation he was in and like definitely the fox people would be upset about them being like robert reagan ruined the economy and there was layoffs and stuff and they were like but everything was great what are you talking about and it's like no it, it directly affected like you know, lives and stuff. And there was like an eight year time jump where he's like, yeah, I got hired on it for you to lay. And then all of a sudden we were not getting like very many shifts. And he, that was kind of the impetus of him going out and, you know, trying to experiment with these different recipes and they make what they call slurry, which is the flaming hot dust basically that they can put on Cheetos and Doritos and whatever else they want to. So Mm -hmm. good. Um, and it was natural. It wasn't like um, something falsely created. And also it was attempted to be sabotaged by, because they were trying to aim at the Mexican market first, which would build out to like the other popular markets. Um, I will say that I initially just thought this was about, about the Cheeto being made as opposed to the story of the people who yeah. or the person and his family who were involved in it. So that immediately turned me off. Cause I was like, how are you going to sell this? But when I started watching, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. this makes sense. It's a, that was a shallow thought of myself. <laughs> it's a good, solid. Yeah. And I think that when we both watched the, the trailer for it, it was said it's a flaming hot Cheetos movie. And that's not really what the movie's about. <laughs> that's a small part of the story where it's like, yes, this was definitely was something that the guy was able to make, but they really were like, look at this fucking CEO of PepsiCo that's just <laughs> descending from the heavens to offer this guy a job. And I was like, that's kind of weird how they <laughs> just. Well, I love how like his team was rooting it. Well, his manager was rooting against him. Fucking dickhead. <laughs> I know he's been in some stuff. The actor I've seen him in stuff. He usually has a mustache, but yeah, I was like, damn. It seems like they had, in the beginning, he was a dick, and then there was some kind of mutual thing that they had going on. Even though he was a dick, it was just kind of accepted. And then whenever he started making moves, 
the guy was like, no, you can't do this. You can't rock like, the boat. You can't have the CEO of Pepsi come down here to our factory. You fucking, and then he starts like really comfortable throwing some slurs around <laughs> in this movie. Oh yeah. Well, they, one point they said, uh, you don't have to say it. Shooting up. <laughs> well, if you watch, okay, if you well, watch the movie, you'll, you'll it, get it. But yeah, they they throw that one around. I a would times. say it, but you have stopped me. Thank you. <laughs> They're very comfortable with um, one particular term that I have not heard in several years, thankfully. But yeah, they're very. And, and it involves moist parts of now, the body. We, that we figured what it was. Not the front. <laughs> <laughs> we figured what it was, but yeah, it's, um, I don't know. It's in addition to, um, you know, righteous Simpsons, good watch. If you've not watched flame and hot, I think it's definitely, it's definitely worth a watch. It's, it's a family movie. And I would say again, depending on your family, what news your family watches, it's either going to be a lovely little watch with your family, or it's going to be absolute woke propaganda. <laughs> oh God. They also say the S word a lot, and it, that never bothered me and my family. But if we did have people who have young kids who are like, and why anybody with yeah. young kids would be listening to us, I don't yeah. know. If you want your um, kids to expand their vocabulary, have them watch this movie too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's a words to learn here. <laughs> there's some there's a lot of bullshit words they could probably learn by watching this. But I think they were trying to throw. I'm also going back to about the moist parts of the body that's not the front but the other side i think that, that was real um like because i remember when i was in high school there was um like a stigma of the mexican kids like you know they'd come in and all the kids would be like can you say like cuss words but there was also like you know a negative connotation i mean that was just like the world we lived in at the time i'm not saying that i contributed to any of that by no means but you know you could feel it in the air and just the way that people talked i mean i was on my way to work one time just to kind of give people an idea of what it used to be like and they were talking about believe it or not deporting illegal immigrants tell me if you've heard that one lately mm -hmm. and tell me uh, if you've heard that one lately <laughs> there was, yeah and there was like this march going on in like downtown kernersville um of like these Hispanic families, like not picketing, but they were walking, marching mm -hmm. in unison. I was actually late for work that day, which really I remember. Cause that was like a weird thing to be late for work for. But I guess what I'm trying to say is I get where this movie's coming, where it's dropping those uh, slurs, because I mean, that is true. I'm sure that they went through that and I'm I've seen it. So, I mean, I am not surprised whatsoever that people would be saying those things, but I will say to me, well, that's probably not true to me. Things have gotten better locally, but overall in the world itself, it seems like there are people who are still, um, they just haven't evolved. They are still Neanderthals. Yeah, I mean, I think you could ask if you want to talk about political stunts like Florida, how you, it's like, you don't want any people who may or may not have legally immigrated to the country to pick your fruit or stock your grocery stores. Ask them how that's going. It's, it's a well, Florida is just doing a whole bunch of dumb shit. It's, it's a complicated part of our history. And I think that that's why something like this is actually kind of refreshing to watch because I, I think that 
there's not that many like Mexican American like centric sort of movies or pieces of of media that I can necessarily think of where it's it it both parts it shows like the challenges of of and disadvantages of growing up with living in that and maybe not getting the best education dropping out of high school the situations you can find yourself in but also the different sorts of long shots that people have taken to better their lives and it's like well maybe it, it it's a good thing that this happened for this one guy and this is a story that you can be proud of but there's a lot of other people that don't that don't have those same opportunities afforded to them so it's 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 a it's a complicated sort of thing, and it, it's definitely a story that I think that people can watch and be proud of again if it weren't for it being woke propaganda. And uh, <laughs> again, I'm kidding everybody, um, but it's 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 a good it's a good solid movie. It's I mean, kind of like it's not amazing. I I enjoyed it. It was a good watch, but you know, it's it's no. It's no like instant classic because you know just judging it as a movie, it's well, it's because you're white, Jake. I guess I guess you're right. Um, judging it as a movie, it's 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 fine, but it is a good watch. But in some of the cultural context, and also just watching something and learning something new, that was also really like nice to have. But yeah, it's it, it is nice to see like more representation of that because. We've seen plenty of movies that are full of white people, Ryan. I don't think we can argue with that. And I'm sure we'll continue to see. You, I bet you can name three. Uh, the Titanic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which came on three VHSs. So there's three movies in one right there. Don't have to name a, a second. Was it? We only had two. Mm, well, I guess you weren't watching the European version. <laughs> had even more of Kate Winslet on it, but. Uh... <laughs> don't I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna need a, a few minutes here. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a good recommendation. I'd say if I definitely go watch it. Yeah, I watch it once just to see what you think of it. It's definitely more than just a fucking cheeto. And it's short. It's an hour and thirty minutes, so it's not like it's one that just st- overstays its welcome either. Yeah, it's not three hours. Thank Definitely you. not. Not like that Avatar movie you watched. Over three yeah. hours. Very, very much longer. Though I will give that a seven. <laughs> it was not that bad. Oh, it was entertaining, but long. Ryan, anything else before we jet off for the evening? No, I have nothing. All right, except for this third movie that we—I'm just kidding—that we both watched. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that'll do us for this week. Um, guys, as always, thank you, uh, for listening. We will talk to you all in two more weeks with uh, a different movie or TV show or something else that we've watched or interacted with. And, uh, whatever tickles our fancy, whatever we decide 48 hours before we record the episode that we're talking about. That's what it'll be. Yeah. It'll be the flash and or Indiana Jones. And or a third thing that we haven't yet decided, but we'll probably talk about. Maybe all three. It could be all three. (laughs) So yeah, guys, thank you for listening. As we say at the end of uh, this and every episode of Almost Accurate. Except for last week, because I fell asleep at the end. (laughs)
99 pitches. He did fall asleep at the end. I did not cut it out. <laughs> it was a lot of silence, and I was like, all right, well, bye, everybody. <laughs> Good times. <laughs>